As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. A look back at Monday night's doubleheader and ahead to Jalen Hurts' debut start on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football in 15 here at The Athletic. Michael Feller and Derek Van Riper with you. We're jumping right in with Week 13 finally behind us after the Tuesday night game between the Ravens and the Cowboys. We're ready to finally get on to Fantasy Football Playoff Week and uh, kicks off right here, Week 14. Derek, how's everything going? Things are going pretty well. Excited to talk about a few interesting news items as we move through another week. Excited for the Fantasy Playoffs, too. It's time. It's time to win some championships. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go out there and win some championships. And hey, maybe we're going to do it with Jalen Hurts, at least perhaps in Superflex Leagues that could be on the radar. We've uh, talked about this a little bit already this week. Writing was basically on the wall after the Packers lost, or the, the Eagles lost to the Packers on Sunday. And Doug Peterson made it official on Tuesday. Jalen Hurts taking over as the starter for the Eagles. To recap what he did in his uh, brief opportunity against the Packers, played about a quarter and a half uh, in relief of Carson Wentz. Went 5 for 12 through the air, 109 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also carried the ball five times for 29 yards. Gets a very tough assignment right out of the gate, Derek. Eagles are hosting the New Orleans Saints, who are tops in the league by a number of defensive metrics this season. Definitely, no matter what metric you look at, no matter what you want to look at, we can all agree, a very tough test. I guess what for us to figure out, though, is not necessarily how he fares this week, but how he looks over a three-week period at Arizona, at Dallas in weeks 15 and 16. Where do we think he lands? What sort of fantasy player are we projecting Jalen Hurts to be in this three-game window? Probably more of a low-end quarterback, too. I think you hit the nail on the head. Super flex leagues are the sweet spot for Jalen Hurts. I think in your traditional 10- or 12-team league where you only start one quarterback, you're probably not even really considering using him against the Saints in Week 14, even if you're picking him up because you're intrigued by the matchups coming up in Weeks 15 and 16. With the Cardinals and Cowboys, both of those games could shoot out. Those are both weak enough defenses where someone like Hurts could be better than average at the position in those weeks. But that's not what you're looking for in the fantasy playoffs. You're looking for more than that in most leagues. The appeal, of course, Jalen Hurts, like Carson Wentz, 
can run when plays break down behind this Eagles offensive line. Plays are going to break down. <laughs> He's got a good running back in Miles Sanders. Doug Peterson just has to give Miles Sanders the ball more. So you've got a good setup in the running game. You've got two quality tight ends with Zach Ertz now healthy along with Dallas Goddard. Jalen Rieger looks pretty interesting to me. I hope they get him on the field a little bit more down the stretch. I just think the limitations come from things like the offensive line, like Peterson's play calling. Uh, I just don't see a top 10 quarterback sort of ceiling from Hurts down the stretch, but this is absolutely the right call for the Eagles to see what they have and try to determine if Hurts is their quarterback of the long haul. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, and I really agree with you across the board. Uh, last week, Brandon Funston put together a roundtable. He's been putting together these every-other-week roundtables all season, so we'll have one more coming to you before we call it a close on the fantasy football season. And he asked us in that roundtable if Jalen Hurts does end up taking over for the Eagles, what sort of quarterback do you think he's going to be? Try to give him a comp with some fantasy quarterback that we've seen this season. My comp was Daniel Jones, uh, obviously before he suffered the hamstring injury. And I think that's basically what you get. You're going to uh, really be counting on him. If you are counting on him, what you like is the rushing floor. That's really where things start. And then if he can give you 200 yards and a touchdown, then you could be happy with where he goes. But as you said, that's really not what you want out of your starting quarterback in the fantasy playoffs unless it is a direction you have to go. I will say, in two quarterback and super flex leagues, I'm not going to trot him out there this week. I do actually have him. I've been stashing him on a team ever since uh, the the rumbling started that he could be taking over as a starter. I'm not going to have him out there this week. But against Arizona and against Dallas, I think he could definitely be on that 2QB super flex radar, uh, especially after we get a good look at him in this tough, tough assignment against New Orleans. And unless he totally bombs out, I'm not really going to hold this against him. We're talking a first start against one of the league's very best defenses with all the limitations on Philadelphia's offense that you mentioned. So I'm going to reserve judgment after this week, unless it's just the ugliest start that we've seen. And given some of the quarterbacking we've seen over the last few years, up and up until and including this year, I don't think that's going to be the case. So I think Jalen Hurts can be you know QB 20 or so for the remainder of the season, maybe has a place in super flex leagues. Let's move on over to one of the Monday night games. Let's uh, talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Jeff Wilson, uh, for uh, to the chagrin of Raheem Mostert managers, has a little bit too much of a place in San Francisco's offense. Got seven carries, turned it into 47 yards, Derek. Also five targets in that loss to the Bills, was getting a lot of work inside the five-yard line. Didn't necessarily translate to production, but... You do like to see that if you have Jeff Wilson. You hate to see it if you have Raheem Mostert. Mostert, meanwhile, got nine carries, but turned him into just 42 yards and one target. I don't think you're starting Jeff Wilson in really very many scenarios. You'd probably have to be desperate. But I do think he's in there enough to really be a nagging presence for anyone who has Raheem Mostert and is counting on him going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's been more of a share the last couple of weeks than we would have expected. Game script on Monday night was one in which... San Francisco was trying to play catch-up, so it was a lot more pass-heavy than they'd probably like to be. You look ahead to Week 14, the Niners are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Washington footballs. That could be a script where there's more for the running game as a whole. But if you said Mostert's going to get 15 carries, Wilson's going to get 10, that does sort of chip away at Mostert's upside if that's how things are going to go. It's certainly a lot fewer opportunities for Mostert to do damage than you'd like to see. If he's pushing 20 touches, he'd be an easy must-start in pretty much all formats. I think Mostert is closer to the dreaded flex line than we would like him to be as a result of Wilson's usage. 
but I would still err on the side of trusting Raheem Moster. I think this is a team that can run the ball really well, even without George Kittle. I think that's what they want to do. And this is a team that is becoming a bit more dangerous as it gets healthy because we're seeing young receivers stepping up in a big way for this Niners team. Agree with you completely on the fact that I would still err on the side of starting Raheem Mostert before the game against the Bills. Uh, His carries went as follows. 15-8, that 8, he had 92 yards and a touchdown, and it was a game that the 49ers won 31-13 against the Jets, so game script certainly held his carries down, and he still gave you plenty of production. 11-17-16. So, you know, it seems to be that the one guy who has the ability to break Kyle Shanahan's spell on wanting to use multiple backs is Raheem Mostert. I think Jeff Wilson will unfortunately have a role to play for this team in every game down the stretch. And let's not forget how well he played when everyone else was injured before he hurt his ankle. But I do think you err on the side of starting Mostert. Something else we can take away from this, Derek, Jeff Wilson, if he's out there in your league, stash him right now because if Mostert were to go down with another injury, I think it's pretty clear that Wilson is the guy in Kyle Shanahan's eyes uh, with Mostert out. We saw it earlier this season, we saw it last season, and we saw it again, uh, or at least that uh, Shanahan and this offensive coaching staff likes Wilson enough to carve out a role for him alongside Mostert. So definitely not a bad guy to stash as we head into the fantasy playoffs. Let's stick with the 49ers for a second here and talk about Brandon Ayuk playing himself into a must-start fantasy player, has a 28.6% target share over San Francisco's last four games, and even better than that, Derek, the actual production in those games. 26 catches, 376 yards, and three touchdowns. He's scored in each of his last three games. The game before that, starting this run, got over 100 yards. So this guy is delivering week after week after week, and with the way this team is playing, I think you got to have Ayuk out there every single week for the fantasy playoffs until something or unless something changes. Yeah, and I think when you look at the efficiency on a per-target basis, 8.3 yards per target's not ridiculous, so you're not looking at him as a a strong regression candidate where he's been um, getting lucky on a per-touch basis. I think this is a reasonable sort of baseline for him going forward. He's got a couple of rushing TDs this season as well, so they find a few other ways to get the ball into his hands, and I think he sort of fits what Nick Mullins is limited to doing, right? It's a lot of short and intermediate targets. Uh, The A dot is pretty low for Brandon Ayuk, 9.6 is the average depth of target so far this season for Ayuk. So I love this. It's 1A, 1B, really, with Debo Samuel. Things will get shaken up eventually once George Kittle comes back or if George Kittle comes back. But I think you definitely can trust Ayuk at this point, despite inconsistency at quarterback with Nick Mullins under center. Yeah, it's sort of a lost year in San Francisco with all the injuries they've had on both sides of the ball. But Man, I mean, you're talking about a team that has a really nice offensive core for the future. Maybe they don't have their quarterback just yet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would have something to say about that. But you put the right quarterback in there, and maybe it is Garoppolo. Someone could really thrive with George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. This collection of running backs, you could bring in another running back, a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan. This could be a really fun offensive team for the next couple of years. We didn't get to see it fully this year, but do think we are going to see it in 2021 and definitely think we're going to see plenty of Brandon Ayuk in the fantasy football playoffs. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Head on over to Washington next. The uh, Washington football team coming up with a huge win, upsetting the Steelers, giving the Steelers their first loss of the season, and keeping pace with the New York Giants in the NFC East. Both of those teams at 5-7, and seven, sitting atop the standings there. Hard to call any victory in which you keep pace and remain in a first-place tie, a Pyrrhic victory, but it had a little bit of that feeling for Washington because they lost their big-time rookie running back, Antonio Gibson, suffered a toe injury. Still no word as of this recording as to the severity, but reading the tea leaves on how quickly Gibson was ruled out of that game after he suffered the injury, it suggests to us that he's going to miss you know, at least a week, if not the remainder of the fantasy season, and hey, maybe week 17 in the regular season as well. So let's take a look at this Washington backfield, Derek. We have Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick. Peyton Barber, I mean, is there a more Peyton Barber line than what he put together against the Steelers after taking over as the lead runner for Gibson? 14 carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that is as Peyton Barber as it gets. Meanwhile, J.D. McKissick got five carries, so a little bit more active than we would typically see him in the running game, and then 10 targets as Washington was trying to erase and did erase a deficit on their way to winning that game, caught all 10 of them for 70 yards. This team playoff schedule at San Francisco next week, then home for weeks 15 and 16 against Seattle and Carolina. What's your interest level in these two guys with Gibson out? Barber is kind of in the Adrian Peterson range of the rankings for me, a guy that really only gets carries, doesn't get involved as a pass catcher, and could even lose his share of the carries because J.D. McKissick is just more interesting to me. Uh, 10 catches on 70 yards on 10 targets. I mean, just the fact that he was Washington's leading receiver in this game gives you an idea of just how they intend to split up those backfield duties. So, I really don't even like Peyton Barber as a player that I would pick up to block someone else from getting him because Mm -hmm. I want to play against somebody using Peyton Barber. (laughs) He's so touchdown dependent. (laughs) It's unbelievable. So I I just, I see no ceiling and a minimal floor. I am not excited about him at all. It's purely a desperation ad if you're scrambling at running back at this point. Totally with you. I have no interest in Peyton Barber whatsoever, and not even as a block, as you said. I don't think he's even on Adrian Peterson's level. I think Adrian Peterson is a little bit better than him uh, at this point, and at least Adrian Peterson, in a world where DeAndre Swift misses time, could be somewhat involved in the passing game. There's just no route to that at all for Peyton Barber. So I want nothing to do with Peyton Barber. I do think J.D. McKissick is interesting. I think J.D. McKissick, with Gibson out of the picture, is probably someone who you're going to start 
More often than not, in full PPR leagues, I think in half PPR leagues, that's where the question is standard, or non-PPR, I guess is the way to say it, because standard is at least half PPR. You're probably not going to be playing him there. Half PPR is where the question comes in, and that's going to depend on your roster. Definitely someone who should be on a roster in any sort of league where you're getting points for reception, and then that's going to depend on what you have. But that's always available to him. That 10-10-70 sort of line could be there for him. And you look at their matchups the next couple of weeks, at San Fran versus Seattle versus Carolina, teams that can put up points, teams that are going to be favored potentially against them, at least you would think, at San Francisco versus Seattle. Those are games that Washington could be under or could be, uh, yeah, dogs in definitely the Seattle game. So scripts that could play to, to J.D. McKissick's favor. And uh, if it ends up being something where Antonio Gibson is out the rest of the year, J.D. McKissick could be one of these surprise playoff heroes who bubbles up to the surface. One thing to put on your radar as we kick off the beginning of Week 14, Chris Godwin, probably not going to practice very much. He had the pins removed from his finger uh, that he fractured earlier this season. So this was always uh, something that was planned for Tampa's bye week. Should be good to go for this week. So don't worry if you see him on the injury report during practice this week. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. If you're not yet an athletic subscriber, guess what? You can get yourself and a friend, a family member, whoever, a subscription. Buy one, get one free. Go buy one for yourself. Go treat one to a friend this holiday season. Do that at theathletic.com slash football in 15. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. We will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day.